Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Fignuts Podcast. This is episode number 295 overall. If you're keeping track by a season, this is season seven, number episode number 20. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And I stumbled a little bit there. I must be out of practice. This is what happens when we take a week off, you know? <laughs> it happens. It happens. This has been a really stupid year, so we'll go I also it. have a little bit of a frog in my throat, so if I <laughs> cut out suddenly, it's because I'm coughing. So, so, so uh, Craig, how was your week? Uh, my week was good. We had our little trip to Mystic. Uh, yeah, we had gone today, to uh, today I went back to work and everything is stupid again, so I guess it's normal. <laughs> yeah, that that's pretty much <clears throat> describes my week at work, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But football is here to give us a distraction. No matter how bad our seasons have gone, many of you may not be in the fantasy playoffs, but that's why DFS exists. But... I get, I get ahead of myself. Let's start where we always start. Craig, what are you drinking? So tonight, to celebrate the stupidness, and because I have no beer, uh, I, I have a glass of Woodford Reserve. Oh, that's that's not exactly a step down. No, no, it's not. It's just different. For Woodford family. Reserve is good shit. You were the one to turn me on to Woodford I'm not a bourbon guy. I'm Very a scotch smooth. guy. You are. And you got me into scotches. See, it worked. It works out. And Craig is Craig repaid the the debt and gave me an interest in bourbon. Mm-hmm. I just don't have. I think I think Craig is much more interested in bourbon than scotch, but he tolerates scotch, and I'm the exact opposite. I'm much more uh, into scotch and bourbon. I, but I, tolerate I don't bourbon. know, man. That that Oban you had, that was. That, oh, see, that's that the was, thing. You haven't had. Good. The problem is, you just haven't had a variety of really good scotches. I've only had a handful of scotches, and some of them are at, much stronger tasting than others. So. So is the Oban stronger? Is that what you look for? Or you look for just um, smoothness? I think my since I'm used to bourbon slash whiskey, I think I'm expecting smoothness. Mm-hmm. And not all scotches do that at first. Have I ever given you Especially some Macallan? The, uh, I think maybe. That's because hmm. that's my favorite scotch. That Oban <clears throat> I gave you wasn't even 12 year old. It was ten, No, that was it was a 14 year old Oban. It was a 14 year old <clears throat> Oban. Like the uh, the scotch that I brought that never made it back from Sean's. Like I liked it, but that first initial peatiness like just hits you in the face. <laughs> see, I like the pe- <clears throat> see. This is where this is where, and this is this is what drives us in beer too. Different tastes can find different things that they like. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like you can tolerate porters and stouts. I can't. Yep. I I just can't do it. My wife can do sours. Sean's wife could do sours. Sean can drink anything. Yeah, he does, so, he's a he's an outlier. So. Yeah, but he's he's going to be our outlet because one of the guys I know on Twitch is threatening to send me a bottle of the Amaranth beer, the legendary one that's going to be made out of yeast from you know where. <laughs> and God. um I'm not going to drink that. <laughs> but I can hand it to our podcast equivalent of Mikey and Mikey <laughs> will eat it and hopefully Mikey will like it. So We'll see. Um, I am. I have a holiday ale open right now, but I have a Fox Farm Layers on tap um, because oh. we did go to Fox Farm this week. We took we took Sean on the Fox Farm. He liked it. Um, his biggest problem is that they're not a tasting room. Fox Farm Brewery in uh, where are the hell are they in Salem, Connecticut? Is it is just a not, farm? <laughs> it's an old farm. It is. It's an old farm. The 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 farmhouse is where the brewery 
uh, proper is, and then there's several buildings that they use for like spontaneous ales and stuff. They do a lot of spontaneous ales. Um, but, uh, his biggest problem is they don't want people hanging out all day because it's a very small tasting room. So they limit you to three pours. Okay. You can only have three beers there. I mean, that's, and that's, that's fair. I guess if it's a little place, it's fair, except there were seven beers on the list. He wanted to try. Oh, see, well, that's a problem then. <laughs> I said, well, get half pours. It says you can have up to six half pours. And he goes, no. No, I want to try this. Okay, whatever. Well, I mean, if they... Okay, wait a minute. If they let you do six half pours... Right. And there was seven beers, I'm sure you or Christy could would have let him taste the seventh beer if they, if you ordered it. What, so, one of the beers was a <laughs> rare spontaneous ale mm-hmm. where you a half pour counts as a full. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's one of those things where like you only get like ten ounces or something like that. You know, you know, get you get you go you go to when we were in Mystic this weekend. I had the twelfth anniversary ale by Grayscale, uh, Grayscale, Grayscale in in Rhode Island, and it was a ten ounce pour that counted as a full pour. It was one of those things. It was also eleven and a half percent. It was also eleven and a half percent, and did not taste like it was eleven and a half percent. And I'm glad I only had one of those. <laughs> so, but yeah, many good beers we tried. It was it was very nice. Sean enjoyed himself. And this this Friday night, uh, what is today? Today's Wednesday. It's the 13th of December. So Friday, t- December December 15th at 7 p.m. on my Twitch channel, we are going to do a holiday watch party, and Sean is going to sit in. Movie to be determined, but I'm pushing hard for the Star Wars holiday special <laughs> because he's never seen it. And man, is that a spunky load of noodles? You know, um, I, if you've never seen it, Oh, there's the dog. If anybody hears a dog, it's because my neighbor leaves their dog alone. It's not his dog. It's his girlfriend's dog. But when they go out, they leave the dog here and the dog hears any sort of sound and assumes something is coming to kill it. So if you hear a dog barking in the distant background, I apologize. Yep. There he is again. Um, but yeah, so we'll be doing that on on the Twitch channel, the Howard Moon BG Twitch channel, just to toss in that little promo. But um, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's move on to, to Burning Hot Takes. Um, I only have one, so let me do mine. Sure, yeah, I only had one too, really. So All right, that's good. That's fine. It's that time of year, friends, where <laughs> everyone appears on the injury report. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So today I had several back-to-back meetings at work and I left my phone in my office as I went to meetings, probably about four, four and a half hours in total. When I came back, I had about 20 notices about players missing practice today. So I'm just going to run down a couple of the, the names. Devonte Adams listed as a questionable because of an illness. Josh Jacobs quad was held out today. Keenan Allen has been already ruled out. Tyler Boyd was limited. Jamar Chase was limited. Greg Dulcich returned to practice today. Deontay Johnson with his knee completely mispracticed. Najee Harris practiced. Uh, Dontavian Wicks did not practice. Christian Watson, Jalen, Jaden Reed, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, Brees Hall, Aaron Rodgers, Tyreek Hill, Raheem Mostert, Devon A-Chain, Taysom Hill. I could keep going. My question for you, Craig... Are you worried at this point in the season because there's so many guys that rest 
just because the season is long. Should you be worried about guys missing and limiting practice automatically? Or is it situational at this point? Because sometimes teams are just going to find an excuse to rest a guy. Yeah, I think at this time of this time of the season, time in the season, and depending on the team and their record and who they're playing, mm-hmm. like if they know they're going to get into the playoffs, <clears throat> like, I don't know, I'll pick a random team. Like Philadelphia, for example, it's likely mm-hmm. going to get into the playoffs. So if they need to rest someone this week, you know, and just say that they're quote-unquote injured, um, mm-hmm. I can see them doing it. So wouldn't, wouldn't a great example. Me. Great example. Chris Olave missed almost the entire week of practice last week. And they said, oh, it's due to illness. And then he played on Sunday. <laughs> Magically, he appears on the report today with an ankle injury. Oh. Is, Chris, oh, is well, he hurt? Well. <laughs> Are they resting him? Who the hell knows? <laughs> DJ Moore had a, had the best had one of the best games of his uh, his year last last week. Has an ankle injury. Uh, let's see. Marquise Brown missed practice today. Brian Robinson Jr. missed practice today. Dalton Schultz got back today. Nico Collins held out. Demario Douglas came back. I mean, there's one. There's one like Ramondé Stevenson. That's not shocking, right? We knew he had a significant injury. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's these guys that just magically appear on the, like, okay, C.J. Stroud. He's in the concussion protocol. Yes. No one expects him to just show up at practice today and be playing. But there are guys that you're like, okay, wait a minute. What happened here? You know, um, it, it's just Isaiah Pacheco not at practice Wednesday. The dude's getting surgery. If you were at practice, I'd be concerned. <laughs> you know, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I just, it's just, it's just weird to me. But my, the reason of our question, don't overreact, pay attention to the signs, have a backup plan. In one of my dynasty leagues, my backup, my, my starting quarterback is Justin Herbert. So now I got to go to my backup plan. So I look at my, my, my bench, you know who my backup plan was? Garner Minshew. Daniel Jones. That's sad. That's also dead. <laughs> <laughs> so now in a in a dynasty league, I got to go to the waiver wire and I get there and the best available quarterback is Joe Flacco. Oh, I thought you were going to say Aiden O'Connell. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. And the funny thing is the reason Joe Flacco is there is because I released him during the offseason. That's the only reason he's on the waiver wire. So I welcomed him back. Oh, good for you. <laughs> and then immediately read that he got sent to the practice squad yesterday morning. Which appears to be procedural. Ah. Appears to be procedural. It has to do with something with contractual business, but still. So don't overreact. Pay attention, but don't overreact to injury reports. If people log practices, I go by, oh God, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Oh, the uh, uh, Roddy White. I just I just had a who's that guy moment with Roddy White. Roddy White used to say, he used to, he, he's a big fantasy football guy. He used to come on the guru all the time. Am I saying the right name? Roddy White, right? The Atlanta guy? <clears throat> yeah, that's right. Right? Yeah. yeah, okay. For some reason, I got Roddy, o- Roddy, O'Dowell in, Roddy McDowell in my head, and now that's an actor. <laughs> Ro- Roddy White used to come on the guru and say, listen, don't pay attention to injury reports. If I practice on Friday, I'm playing. That? Yeah, you're not he, wrong. <laughs> that, that was, he was like, listen, sometimes the teams just sit there and go, whoa, 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 whoa. You ran like 80% of the routes last week. Just, just you're gonna take you're gonna take Tuesday and Wednesday off. 
He goes, we'll limit you on Wednesday or Thursday, but just don't don't push it. He goes, if I practice in full on Friday, I'm playing on Sunday. I mean, that makes and sense. It makes sense. So don't overreact is why I was going with this question. All right. What have you got for me? Uh, so for me, and you know, I don't, do you, you, you remember Cinch listens to this while he's driving his truck. So go yeah, easy. Don't, don't make him drive off the road. <laughs> uh, the reports have been coming out this week that since the Germany game, Robert Kraft decided that he is Germany. done with Bill and the <sighs> Patriots will be looking for a new coach come the off season. Now, a couple weeks ago, there was that picture which weirdly showed Mike Rabel, who used to be a Patriot, who is now head coach of the Titans, uh-huh. sitting in the owner's box with Robert Kraft. Yep. And clearly they've known each other since he, the you know, Kraft drafted him, whatever. Yeah. Do you think it's a little odd that since he's the coach of another franchise, he's sitting in a owner's box with an owner? It's a little no. weird. It's a little weird. It's not, and I'll tell you why. you got to remember the context of that day. They specifically added him to the ring of honor that week because the Titans were off. Mm-hmm. That was a planned event. He was going to be there regardless. All the pictures, people are circulating. Oh, my God, Mike Vrabel is sitting with the owner of the Patriots. Oh, my God, look at this. He's wearing the goddamn ring of honor jacket in the picture, people. He's wearing he the jacket. It's like Mike Rabel was like, I don't want people to misconstrue this. I'm here because they're putting me in their hall of fame. <laughs> Did now, it does come that up mean... in conversation? <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course that stuff comes up in conversation. So, Mike, how are things in Tennessee? Well, you know, you know, Mr. Kraft, it's been a rough year. I'm trying to transition to a new quarterback. My defense is struggling and my, my running back's really old. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's... You know, we, we've struggled here, too. That's why uh thinking about making the change. <laughs> you, you know a lot about change, Mike? Oh, I know a lot about change, Mr. Mr. Kraft. Well, you know, change can be good sometimes, Mike, even for Tennessee. <laughs> Does that conversation happen? Yeah, not in the bizarre kind of like, <laughs> why are you talking like that, Mr. Kraft, kind of way. But it might have happened. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I would not be surprised if they move on from Bill. I'm surprised that it's leaking that they want to move on from Bill because Robert Kraft hates the media. Hates them. Every every time it's like, oh, Tom Brady's decided to retire. He would send out 75 press wires condemning whoever made such an <laughs> accusation. Yeah. But he hasn't said anything now. No, no, yeah, he definitely hates the attention. I mean, he loves he loves massage parlors, but definitely hates the media attention. So. Yeah, well, there's no media in the massage parlors. They get screened out at the door. <laughs> Typically speaking, you know, I mean, that's him and Deshaun Watson. I mean, they got nothing better to do. Go see a massage <laughs> parlor. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I would not be surprised they move on from Bill. I don't think that it's – I don't think Vrabel's an automatic. What I will say is this. Kraft is very calculated. If he didn't have a short list in his head, he would not be thinking this. And maybe he isn't thinking this. This is all rumor. But I think Belichick is on his last year. What do you think about all this? While I open my second yeah. beer. Yeah, I think I think Bill, along with the rest of the Patriot fans, uh, got used to wing. And most people, you know, under a certain age, don't remember what it was like when the Patriots were bad. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm not going to say that they're bad, like early 90s bad, but, you know, Sentry members. He remembers. He's gripping Scott. his steering wheel really hard right now. <laughs> Scott Zolak. <laughs> Uh, oh my god! Should we, should we just run down the list of bad Patriot quarterbacks? Uh, we can try. We can try. I I'm mean, working on it. There's Drew. Drew Bledsoe was not a bad quarterback. He wasn't. He just they just weren't ready. They didn't have yeah. the pieces around him. You know. But go on. Finish your point, and I'll we'll, we'll, um, do, we'll play this game. Where the hell was I going with that? But yeah, I know. I'm not surprised. There's all this talk because you know, watching Bill over the years, I'm sure it's killing him inside seeing you know looking up at the scoreboard or seeing their record uh you know i think other stuff probably happened over the years like right before brady started or before brady left that i think he probably is done i mean does he stay on as like a consultant maybe a gm maybe but i don't think he'll be the coach uh i don't think you know people have talked about you know bill o'brien becoming the coach or uh Josh McDaniels, I think both of them have shown they cannot be head coaches. Mm. So I do not think um, it would be either one of those. If it is, I'd be very surprised. You know, people say it's not really their fault, but owners look at what you do to a team while you're the coach, and both of them did not do very well. Mm-hmm. And McDaniels tried twice, and he it didn't know. I think his his NFL head coach options are are over at this point fair enough all right the new england patriots came into being in 1971 before that they were the boston patriots Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. their first quarterback as the new england patriots was jim plunkett hey who would later go on to win two super bowls in oakland slash la slash raiders so okay jim plunkett steve grogan Mm -hmm. neil graff these are all Ugh. guys who started games for the Patriots. <laughs> I hope Cinch isn't driving right now. <laughs> Matt Cavanaugh, uh-huh. Tom Owen, Tony Eason. Oh, yes. <laughs> Remember him? I do. Tom Ramsey, Bob Blyer, Doug Flutie. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. I got to move forward a little bit here. Mark Wilson. Uh, Tommy Hodson. Did we see Tommy Hodson already? No, he did. Tommy Hodson. (laughs) Hugh Millen. Scott Zolak. There we go. (laughs) Jeff Carlson. And then in 1993, they drafted Drew Bledsoe. And Scott Seculis was the other one. But I mean, like, okay, again, don't forget, Steve Grogan was there forever. Yeah, he was there a long time. His first year was 1975. And he started games as late as 1989. No, I'm sorry, 1990. Oh, he was the he was the quarterback in the Super Bowl with the Bears, wasn't he? 15 years he was there, and he started a game at least one game every year. <laughs> now, oh let's see, let's God. say, like, let's see, where's where's his worst? All right, 1990, he started four games. They were bad. Uh, I'm looking for a game a, a year where they like, okay, what the hell, Tony Eason. Started 14 games in 1986, and then Steve Grogan came in because of injury and started two. <laughs> okay, but the point is, before Drew Bledsoe, there wasn't a whole lot of hope in quarterback land. You know, after Bledsoe was there, it was him, Scott Zolak because of injury, or Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady infamously started 14 games in 2001. 
Um, but after Brady got there, there's Matt Castle at the year that Brady got hurt. Uh, there was one year where Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo each started two games. And then that's pretty much it. And then since then, Cam Newton, Brian, ha- Brian Hoyer, Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi. It's been kind of, ew. you know, yeah, I mean. Not, it, yeah, no, it has not been. Hasn't really been a good run overall. No, it hasn't. It hasn't. But I also think, so Cinch and I had a brief conversation this week in which I said, how unique is this? The Chiefs are playing the Patriots this week, and we both want the same outcome. He wants the Patriots to lose to improve their draft position. (laughs) Yep. I want the Patriots to lose because we're only a game ahead of Denver in a division. Mm -hmm. There is a very real scenario where the Kansas City Chiefs don't even make the playoffs because they have been so bad. I think we've lost three of their last four at this point. Yeah. The Chiefs have come back to earth. I think Sunday was a big reality check for them. Yeah, they did. they cra- I think ever since that the fog weather game they had in Denver, whatever. Yeah. Ever since, since Denver since, ever since then, I think they've been on a kind of downward slope overall. And you saw the reaction out of Mahomes, which I'm not going to go into great detail. Yeah, he overreacted on the sideline. Yes, it was a penalty. My issue with that isn't that it was a penalty that was caught. Co- My issue is that that never gets called. Now, the source was quick to point out, well, there's been 13 of those calls this year. Yes, but last year there was only three, and the year before there were zero. And there's a reason the NFL puts out that little guide from the competition committee at the beginning of the year talking about points of emphasis. Emphasis. Jesus, I'm only my second beer. (laughs) Points of emphasis. And I do believe, number one, we all saw Tony was offsides. Number two, I do believe he failed to check with the official. It is... The fourth quarter with two teams fighting tooth and nail in what is one of the best back and forth games of the entire season. You do not want that play determining the outcome. That's all I'm going to say about it. And when I when I heard the, the officiating crew called it egregious, that's a quote, egregious? Really? egregious is walking into a supermarket, pushing over four old ladies, taking $3,000 worth of merchandise and running out the door. <laughs> this was the equivalent of take walking in, holding up a single turnip and going, I'm taking this and leaving. <laughs> this was not egregious. If that's egregious, what's a borderline penalty? It was less, he was like three inches over the line. Yeah, yeah. That's true. But um, again, Patrick overreacted. I acknowledge that, but I still think that penalty could have been handled way better by the officials. Way better. It Yeah, no, it, it could have, because I've seen things where people said that he was actually, over the course of the game, he did that like three times. Now, and that's they, why you get a they, warning. Did they tell him? I don't know. Did he check each of those three, four times, three times? I don't know, but... Both both Reed and Mahomes both came forward and said, and other people backed them on this, when there's players who are close, the official standing nearest the sideline, because you know that coach always parks himself near that nearest official, right? Mm. Always wants to be in an official's ear. They usually say to him, you got to watch 19, he's very close, or he's over the line, we're, we're going to have to call that. 
Reed was never warned. Now, that's not a requirement. That's a courtesy. But when you extend a courtesy to one team and you don't extend it to another, that's called bias. And that's my problem with this. If he was Mm -hmm. over the line, like you said, three or four times in the game, then someone should have said something to Andy Reid before that. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And a total, like, and this is a total side thing because I watched that play a few times, like from different angles. I don't know who your right tackle is, but he needs to learn where he needs to line up. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, God. I'm drawing a blank on he, his name. And he's, he lined up on. literally three, like, his helmet was like near the hips of the guard, like back. Like, so they could have been, that's... they could have been called for like illegal formation because I don't know what the hell he was doing. <laughs> was it was was it left guard or right guard? The right guard. So he right, would have been on top wait, oh wait, of the screen. Right, it was right tackle. Right tackle, right tackle. He would have been on top okay. of the screen of that play. Yeah, that's Jawan Taylor. <laughs> Let me tell you something about Jawan Taylor. Sure. He is the he is in 2023 the most penalized right <laughs> tackle in the entire league. Oh, okay. So this is normal for him. Okay, good. <laughs> he intentionally takes odd angles because he gets beat all the goddamn time. <laughs> this dude holds because otherwise he would have no job. Oh, sad. <laughs> when I'm watching a chief game and I see like in the middle of a play, Patrick is looking around, Patrick scrambling a little bit and out of the corner of my eye, I see a yellow flag go up. I don't even have to take my eyes off of Patrick. There's a better than 50% chance it's Jawan Taylor. Okay. All right. So this this is normal for him. So if he got called for that, you would have been okay then as opposed to the the offsides. <laughs> always doing this. He takes odd so he was he was set back. Yeah, he his helmet away. his helmet was near the ass of the guard. That's how far back he was. That's you because keep... he is so slow off the snap that he needs those extra three inches back <laughs> to stay ahead of the guy he's trying to block. <laughs> he can't do that. <laughs> he is it's Every time I see a flag go up, I say in my head, 74. That's his number. Every time. Holding number 74 offense. And I'm just like, nope, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised. (laughs) And he doesn't even bother to shake his head when he gets called. Oh, he just knows it happened. (laughs) It's it's a known fact. He's going to do this. The only holding call that shocked me, they called holding against Creed Humphrey, our center. And Creed Humphrey is a big load. <laughs> he don't need to hold anybody. And it's just, I was like, okay, wait a minute. Hold on. I looked at it. And I'm like, all right, I see it. It's probably a penalty there. Okay, they're going to call that. No one. But I, I'm not shocked when Jawan Taylor gets called. I'm not. It's it's kind of it's kind of what we call, you know, Sunday. <laughs> he is the most... <laughs> He is the most penalized offensive lineman in the league this year, so I'm not surprised. So, all right, enough about my Chiefs. Let's move on to America's favorite game, which we have to do this week because we have a lot of contenders. So for those who don't know, America's favorite game is where I look at the lines and I look for lines that are over 50 or under 40 because over 50 means high scoring and scoring correlates to fantasy points. Now, the last couple weeks, Craig, it's it's been a sad state of affairs. We haven't had a lot of over 50s. We have not. We've had a few, over, we've had a few under 40s. Mm-hmm. 
This week we have a cornucopia of goodness. You have your traditional three strikes for each. And yes, okay. strikes carry over. So if you don't use all your three strikes on one side, you get to use three strikes on the other. Okay. This week, we have two games over 50. Two games. Two games. Okay. And we have seven games under 40. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so I don't like to tell you what to do. Oh, God. But if I were you, I would start with the over 50s. Hoping I nailed them so that I could save extra strikes for the seven under 40s. Let's, let's go with the over 50s. God. Two games, and your, your clue is this. They are <clears throat> both 50 and a half, so oh, they are gosh. not going to be easy. Um, well, it's... And, be, and because we have so many under 40s, I'm not going to tell you the actual results of the ones you guessed wrong. I'm just going to tell you right or wrong. Okay. Three strikes. Uh, see. What's over, over 50? 50? It's not going to be the New England game because it can't be. <laughs> well, the old Chiefs could score 50 by themselves. This, well, Chiefs? this Chiefs game, this this Chiefs team in New England against this New England Patriot team, I, I, I don't think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So let's try um, Dallas One and these- Buffalo. Da- so I was going to say, one of these made perfect sense. The other one was shocking. That's the easy one. Cowboys-Bills is 50 and a half. Okay. 50 Ooh. and a half. I, I, I would be... The Bills have been so uneven. I, I got to put money on the Cowboys there. It's going to be Cowboys. But yes, that one is correct. You have three strikes left. There is one more game at 50 and a half. Uh, let's and this is the one I'll be shot like... In, shot in the dark. Because it's a divisional game, and both of these teams are doing rather well. Mm-hmm. Let's go with Denver at Detroit. Incorrect. That's strike one. Sad. Oh, man. This is rough, man. Normally, I would say to him, oh, that's a 42, or that's a 30. <laughs> There's so many unders this week, I can't afford to give him any hits. <laughs> so that's wrong. You strike one. Uh, let's go Philly Seahawks. Strike two. Oh, damn it. Hmm. Hmm. Can he get the last one? Honestly, I don't think so, and that's not a judgment on you. I was just shocked this game was 50 and a half. I, wow. I, this is bad. Um, You know, because... I, God. I don't even know why I'm going to say this. Uh, Do it. The Jets at Miami. I don't, I don't know. And much like Carlos Beltran, you have been caught looking at strike three. <laughs> the correct answer yeah. is Commander's Rams. What? Exactly, right? How? 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 I don't know. <laughs> I, honest to God, don't know. There's no Cooper Cup. Half of Washington is broken. H- how? It's got to be Eric Bieniemy versus a very high-powered Rams offense where both defenses aren't really good. Yeah, all right, all right. But I'll tell you right now, I'm going to take the deed to my house, and I'm going to put it in the drawer of my desk, and then I'm going to take the other money and put it on the under of Commander's Rams. <laughs> 50 and a half? It's, it's the Commander's. Yeah, okay. yeah. So Craig strikes out on the first half, which does not give me a lot of hope for him to get seven consecutive right. 
with the not even consecutive, but seven right out of his next ten guesses for the under forties. And I'll tell you right now, this ranges all the way from thirty four to thirty nine. This is like every other game this week. (laughs) It's virtually every other game. So just start reading down the list. Okay, let's let's just go. uh, Let's go, Baltimore, Jacksonville. (laughs) No. Wow. Then every other Wait game is an under. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm pulling. Hold on. Stand by. We'll do it live. Okay. Face ID, DraftKings. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Strong authentication. There's your code. Okay. NFL. Baltimore, Jacksonville. Just making sure I didn't make a mistake here. Uh, where the hell is that game? That's a 42 and a half. Yeah, I picked the one not under 40. Yeah, all right. So what's the so go back to the top of the list and just start reading because you got two strikes left. Uh, and it's not gonna be that easy, I'll tell you. Uh it's easy. Because right. uh, nobody has any buys left, right? So everybody's playing this no. week. So what is that? 30? That's 15 games. We already know Bills are out, the Rams are out. And the Jacksonville game is out. So that still leaves 12 games and there's seven on the list. So it's a high probability, but it's not a certainty. All right, let's go Bears-Browns. Bears-Browns is a 38 and a half. Congratulations, <laughs> you gorgeous son of a bitch. You got yay, that one right. Yay. Two strikes left. What's um, next? Chargers-Raiders. Chargers-Raiders is a 34 and a half. <laughs> This is what happens when you only score, oh, that's right, zero against the Minnesota Vikings. 34 and a half, and the line is 30. So that means, that's a lie, but I'm just joking. So, so the final score, that's 30 to five. I'd, I'd be shocked, but that, oh my God. At the beginning of the season, when the Thursday night schedule was dreamt up, Chargers Raiders at this point in the season had to seem pretty attractive because the Raiders love to play spoiler and the Chargers were looking like they might contend. And now you're like, what's going on Thursday night other than this? Because I don't want to watch this. They're both five and eight. The Chargers have the same record as the Raiders. And yeah. their quarterback is dead. Yeah. Yeah. He it died. Is. It is. All right. Chargers Raiders correct. So you got two. So you got two strikes left. You still go. got five more matchups. Yeesh. Uh, let's go Atlanta, Carolina. 34, the low of the week. Falcons, Panthers is absolutely correct. Okay. Four um, games left, two strikes. I, now I think he. Now I think he's, he's hitting his role. He's hitting his role because he's using the process of elimination. He's hitting his role. <laughs> All right, let's try 49ers, Cardinals. Strike two. Oh, sad, sad. 49ers, Cardinals? How is that not over 50? Uh, like probably because of probably because of the 49ers defense. Oh yeah, I guess that makes sense, huh? That's a 47 and a half. Where would you land on that? I can tell you, got to pick one. Would you go under? I think I would go under on that. Uh, by the way, it's a 12 and a half point spread. I'll take the under, and I'll take the Cardinals in the parlay. <laughs> Give me a 10-6 final, baby. Give it to me. Give me a defensive battle. I'll take it. All right, so that's Let's strike two. Four uh, games geez. left, one shot. God. Uh, Pittsburgh, Indiana. Oh, my God. Strike three. Sad. Sad. 
Where the hell are the Steelers on here? Because that, that sounds good to me. 42 and a half. 42 and a half. The correct answers are Giants Saints at 39, Jets Dolphins at 37, Chiefs Pats at 37. Yep, these aren't your these, these ain't Brits Chiefs. <laughs> and Texans Titans at 38. Hmm. Oh, and somewhere Finch is in his truck yelling, Giants at Saints! Giants at Saints! <laughs> because that's the only one on that list that made sense. Honestly, that's the only one that was like, okay, that's something we should do. Yeah. Well, What's the uh, Minnesota-Cincinnati game? Oh, hold on. I got to grab my phone. Hopefully this is... Oh, there it is. 40 and a half. Oh. <laughs> 40.5. How? Okay, that's a game to take the under two. Hold on. Who's who's the favorite in that game? Bengals are minus three? Really? After Minnesota's terrible game last week? There's a chance the, the Vikings don't score three points at all. I okay, so there's two unders. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump on. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bengals minus three, and I'm gonna parlay it with the under and just retire. I agree so, with you. I agree. All right, we're gonna move on to um, DFS. I I do have to tell folks we did officially retire the metric. The metric. Don't worry about the metric. He's living on a farm upstate. He's very happy. <laughs> He has a lot of fields to run in. He's very, very happy up there. I, I just came to this conclusion when we started the metric. Don't forget, the metric predates this podcast. So we're talking about nine years ago where Craig and I sat down and I said, I've got an idea. And before everybody was pu publishing their own formulas, I was doing this. I'm not saying I was the first person to do it, but we were very early on in the onset of this. When we were doing that, nobody else was doing this kind of formula where it was points per dollar, which is what it essentially boils down to. Now everybody and their mother is doing points per dollar. So I just made the decision that we were going to kind of retire the metric, give him some well-deserved rest. So I'm looking at my projections. There are two quarterbacks that jump right off the page to me, three actually. Uh, Matt Stafford is 6K. I think he could get over 20 points because, again, that's going to be a high-scoring game. That's the Rams-Washington game, which is one of the few 50-pluses. I also like Brock Purdy because San Francisco is heavily favored there, but he's 6,800. Then my third choice is Jordan Love. I am so on the Jordan Love train. I'm just not completely sold he can do it week after week. So I'm probably going to pay 6000 for Stafford and be fine with it. Craig, I got to run out the room. So talk to us for a minute about the quarterback picks you have. Uh, so the picks you have. So I'm looking at games that Saturday, because don't forget they're Saturday games and Sunday games. So I'm looking at everyone. Uh, and sadly, you cannot pick CJ Shroud because he is in the concussion protocol, nor can you pick Trevor Lawrence. Also sad. Uh, just to save money, you know, I do kind of like... Uh, Sam Howell against the Rams because he is 6,300. Uh, Jordan Love is right under him at 6,200. And then Russell Wilson, I'm kind of going like right in the middle of everything. Uh, Russell Wilson is 6,000 in playing Detroit. He's playing away though, but still, uh, Russell Wilson is not having a terrible year. He's actually having a much better year than he did last year. Uh, is it time for Broncos country? Maybe. 
If Russ win, has actually come on lately. That's if they great. win this week, maybe, maybe. I want to listen. I survived the Elway era, <laughs> where where we had every year we had to worry about John Elway as a Chief fan. I don't want to survive the Russell Wilson era. So, those are all good choices, though. I I think I think I'm going to lean on Stafford, though. I think this could be a high fly. If this game is as high scoring as they think it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of passing. So Yeah, I think so, too. All right. Let's move on to running back. I just got to change tabs here on my spreadsheet, which does not want to load. It's a new computer. <laughs> Computer's only a year old. Okay, so at running back, there is nobody who hits my value marker, but you know who was great this week? and is close to value, and I used, and I won money. Let me take a 10-second timeout. The first, like, 15 weeks of the season, I could not win a DFS pool if Jesus gave me the picks. <laughs> but I could not miss on my prop bets. Weird how that the happens. Last, the last two weeks, I have not hit a single prop bet, but I have won money each of the last, I'm sorry, three weeks in DFS. I have wagered and won more than I wagered. Like, by a large margin. Oh, I'm just going to toss out $15 here. Oh, it returned 60 How How did that happen? You know, I I don't understand it, but I, I'm shifting back into putting the majority of my betting into DFS. And one of the guys who made that possible last week was Saquon Barkley. I remember Saquon him. was, <laughs> yep. I've got him slated for 22 points this week. Now he's at 7,300. That's not quite to 3x but it does make him the best value on the board at 7,300. I'm sitting there saying to myself, Saquon is 7,300. How the hell is Kyron Williams 7,500? How? How is Roheem, Raheem Mostert 7,100? And he's hurt. And he's hurt. And I get it. Devon A-Chain is being limited, but still, I'm like, there are so many. Alvin Kamara's 8,600. I mean, Barkley's not the cheapest guy out there. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, that's... So I'm going to probably roll with some shares of Barkley when I'm looking value. I'm probably... I hate to say this because you're going to be upset with me. You're going to be upset. I'm looking yeah. at either Zeke or Devin Singletary. <laughs> I know. I know you don't I, like Zeke. I, you know what, though? After last week, someone has to run the ball. Andre's <laughs> not going to do it. And we just watched, we just watched the Green Bay offense dismantle the Chiefs on the ground. Two weeks ago, A.J. Dillon ran wild on them. Yep. So I'm probably going to have a couple shares of Zeke, but I would rather use Devin Singletary because he's a little bit cheaper. And uh, if C.J. Stroud is out, that means they may lay, lay, uh, lean on him a little more heavily. Who do you like this week at uh, running back? Uh, this week at running back, if I want to go super-duper cheap, he, it's funny because if I started this guy in our in our home league, I would have won this week. Um, and that person would be Tajay Spears. Uh, Tennessee is using him more, even though they have Derrick Henry. And mm-hmm. I know we said this last year, but I think Derrick Henry is on borrowed time in Tennessee. I don't, Every- I don't know, I don't know if his contract ends this year or next year, but he's not going to be a Titan long and. Spears is like, is there a future, you know, provided how, how much, <laughs> how much faith do I have in Tajay Spears long-term? I released Hassan Haskins from my dynasty team. 
Remember wow. when Hassan Haskins was going to be the thing? Mm-hmm. And then he got hurt like seven times in like a season and a half. Yep. This is <laughs> the, now Tajay Spears is the thing. So, yeah, so I, I, I can't disagree. He's only, like I said, he's only $1,400. So you can save a lot of money there. You know, Zeke is another thousand at 5,800. If I want to spend some-ish money, mm, as long you'd have to check as long as he's healthy and he's finally starting to have a good season. Thanks mm-hmm. so much for this because it would have helped me in like the first couple of weeks. <laughs> would be Rashid White, Rashad White. Um, he is he's seven thousand, but that's probably oh the most. God. That's the most I would spend on a running back this week. Do you remember how big I was in the preseason on Rashad White because the guru was huge on him and I love I love John and I, I trust John and all he was Rashad White, Rashad White, Rashad White. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, Rashad White, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was Yeah. The first couple of weeks, uh not so much. No. Nope. He's starting to show now what we thought he was gonna be all year. Yeah. The problem is it's too late. Yeah. So I would have, my season would have been different. I know that much. <laughs> I looked at numbers this week too. So let's, let's, I think that's excellent analysis. Let's move on to wide receivers. The guru this week is big on the Giants passing game against New Orleans. So he loves Wandale Robinson. He has Jalen Hyatt at 10 points. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. If, if, if he's right, he's putting 12 points on Wandale Robinson at 3,700. That's 3.3 X. I, Wandale Robinson, seven, eight points tops. I'm telling you, you cannot trust the Giants at all other than Saquon Barkley. There are only three things in life that are certain. Death, taxes, and the Giants running the ball. That's it. <laughs> That's it. You cannot trust a Giants wide receiver with, and oh, but Tommy DeVito. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I don't trust him. So I am going to pass on them. So when I look at them and I look at value right this week, I'm looking at names. Honestly, Rondale Moore, 3,400. Listen, mm. high scoring game. He's going to catch some balls. And if he gets to 10 points, he's at value. So I think I'm using Rondale Moore. You know who else finally came through? This is somebody that a lot of experts said to me I had to use last week in DFS. And they were right, and a lot of people listened because in most of the pools I was in, he was almost seventy percent owned. Was Drake London? I don't oh, know what I don't know what changed, but Drake London went ape shit. It was like five x last week. This week he's up a little bit at fifty four hundred. He's still usable if he gets to fifteen points. He's usable, and they're playing Carolina. So I'm looking. I'm probably looking more stud oriented, honestly. I'm looking at, I'm just trying to think, I'm looking at the, my list of guys. I'm looking for guys. Uh, Puka Nakua at 7,300 is usable. Brandon Ayuk at 7,200 is usable. But to do that, I'm going to have to use Rondale Moore at 3,400. I'm going to have to look at Drake Drake London at 5,400. What are you looking at this week in wide receivers? I think my top pick would probably be Brandon Ayuk at 7,200. Again, mm-hmm. I don't, it's because they're Saturday games. You know, because I, I would want to. I think I'd want to play the full slate of games. That's what I'm looking be, at. I'm looking at kind of have to be a little bit more careful with who, like a little bit more selective. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're going down the list of people again, like mid range kind of people, eh, it's a little a little hard. But like Dotson, like for example, like Kurt, if he's healthy again, 
Uh, mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel, for example, is forty six hundred dollars, and he's averaging like ten points a game, ten and a half points a game. And, and he's playing the Rams. Game that's over over fifty game. Exactly. Uh, the other game I'm looking at, uh, where did he go? He was a little bit, well, only for me personally, because I had him in our home league and he did not get to the bonus, um, would be Adam Thielen. He's still, even though Carolina is terrible, he is having a good year. He's mm-hmm. $6,300. He's averaging like 15 and a half ish points a game, 15.6. So, and Atlanta's defense is not super. Let me tell you somebody to avoid right now. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be contrary to previous advice. Avoid Kadarius Tony like the plague. <laughs> the Chiefs, and particularly Patrick Mahomes, when he gets it in his head that somebody has been mismanaged or mistreated, he loves to force the ball. The game after Kadarius Tony dropped the ball against Detroit in week one, they targeted him like seven times to get him more involved. That's an over-exaggeration. I'd have to look up exactly how many times he was targeted. But it didn't it, it wasn't it wasn't effective. Hold on, I'll pull it up while we're talking live. Mm-hmm. There he is. Kadarius Tony. Let's see his game log. Because mm. don't forget, he was wide open in week one. Week two in Jacksonville targeted five times, five catches, but only for 35 yards, and one of those catches was for 17. So he had four catches for 18 yards. Oh, good. (laughs) He has only been targeted more than that twice, and that was in the middle of the season against Minnesota and against Denver. And both times, he never got more than 26 yards. So they're going to force feed him the ball. They're going to throw to him five or six times this week because they feel like they need to make a point. He's going to have two catches for 14 yards and a fumble. Do not use Kadarius Tony. Do not buy into the revenge narrative that I typically like to promote. Normally, I'd be saying to you, go, go use Kadarius Tony. Go do it. Do it. Do it. Mahomes carries a grudge. Do it. Don't do it, guys. Don't do it. <laughs> the hell's that noise? Yeah, and don't do it. Um, don't use them in a parlay either. Just saying. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. I think my neighbor came home and turned on the radio for the dog because now there's music coming through my wall. So the name of this episode is Britt Needs to Move. (laughs) All right, let's move on to tight end. Tight ends. Oh, I don't like any of these guys either. This has been like the the year of the pick the right tight end and win your pool kind of thing. Honestly, I kind of like Tucker Craft this week because he's only 3K. That's yeah. really the only reason. If he gets in the end zone, it's probably value. I just, I can't. I can't with the other guys. Kyle Pitts is 4,000. He's done nothing. Cole Komet, 4,500. Good luck with that. Travis Kelsey, 7,600. There is no universe in which I pay $7,600 for Travis Kelsey right now. They are double and triple teaming this guy. Don't do it. So I, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to punt. I'm going to punt on this one to Craig. Craig, tell me what I should do with tight end this week. Um, Pick, pick one. Hold on. My, my DraftKings app is being dumb. Give me a second. I got to open it again. All right. So you have to sign in with your face. Yeah. And then go. you have okay. to send them a strong yeah, security okay. code. <laughs> um, I think the answer is Darren Waller. No, don't use Darren Waller. He's on IR. The, oh, most of these, most of these the tight ends. Right. 
<laughs> are over four thousand. Like Kyle Pitts is four thousand. No, mm-hmm. no. Wish he was on another team, but as long as he's a Falcon, no. Then you have the next person down is Logan Thomas at thirty seven hundred, and then like the next two options for me personally would be like K Dotton at thirty two or Hunter Henry at thirty two because everyone after that, yeah, I got it. It's rough. It's Hold really got, rough. <laughs> I think Thomas is out. I'm looking for his player news right now because I've got him projected at zero. Oh, okay. The last two games, he's been held to a total of 15 yards. Oh, all right then. So that 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 Logan the Logan Thomas experiment appears to be failing. That's that's the reason that's there. But yeah, I'm looking at these salaries. There are 11 tight ends over 4,000. 11. There's only one over 6K, and that's Travis Kelsey. And there's a handful of them in the 5K range. I mean, even Trey McBride's up to 5,200. I feel like this is going to be a matchup-dependent week where you just have to pick the right guy. So trust your gut. If your gut tells you you're going to use Blake Bell at 2,500 because Travis is going to get... there, I would not be surprised if Andy Reid ran a Blake Bell heavy offense. He's done this before or Noah Gray, heavy offense, when he feels like he needs to get things right. Am I going to use them? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, you said the Giants game is going to be high scoring. What about Foster Moreau? Absolutely not. I don't rely on it. I'm just saying the possibility exists. So tight end, I'm absolutely punting on. Defense, (laughs) draft one. Um, Wow, okay. I just looked at my numbers and the Jets is the number one because they're only $2,500 and they're playing Miami. I'm going to avoid that game. Although that was under 40, wasn't it? Hmm. Was it? I think it was. I want to target lower scoring games. I think, honestly, my pick of the week is going to be Chicago against Cleveland. They're only 3,300. So I'm either using the Bears at 3,300 or the Jets at 2,500, but I'm not going beyond that. Help help me out. This is this is just one of those weeks where it's just kind of like use the value running backs and wide receivers you want, get the quarterback that complements you best, and then good luck with the rest. That's yeah. how it feels. Game. That's... That's how it feels this week. I'm also only looking at the main slate. Is there Saturday games this week? Did you say? Well, I think what they're doing is like they're depending on what you're in, like they're including the Saturday night game with Sunday. And mm-hmm. the other two Saturday games are separate. Yeah, you know what? The sa- yeah, weird. the main slate on DraftKings does not include Thursday, Saturday, or Monday. So I'm losing Chargers, Raiders, Vikings, Bengals, and Steelers, Colts in my analysis here. Yeah, because they count Saturday night as part of Sunday. There's a Saturday night game? That's Detroit at Denver. Detroit at Denver. Yeah, uh, Denver at Denver Detroit. Denver at Detroit. There we go. Yeah, they're not on my list either now that I'm thinking about it. So they're not their main slate is only Sundays one and four. So that's why it seems so tight this week. It's because there's so many games. We're losing four games to the Thursday Saturday bracket. There's there two games on Monday again? Is this another one of those weird freaky Monday deals? No, there's only one. But I'm losing five games out of my out of my analysis. So that makes a little bit more sense. I'm like, why am I not seeing Amon Ross St. Brown? So I don't know. I don't know. You know what I do know? We're out of time. Dun, 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 dun. So final thoughts. Craig, go ahead. 
Final thoughts. Um, you know, enjoy DFS if you're out of your fantasy playoffs, like I'm probably going to be after this week, and fucking everything. Because when you lose by a point, great. It's wonderful. Oh, Jesus. Here we fucking go. It's wonderful. It's great. It's super. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the exact same league, I had the second worst score of the week, but I played the guy with the worst score of the week. <laughs> Craig would have beaten either of us. I lost by one, technically two, because one would have tied and, me. <laughs> and now I have a shot at the playoffs if I win and Sean loses. So um, my thought of the week is just this is this is a time of the year where football is everywhere, right? We've got games on Thursday. We've got games on Saturday. We've got games on Sunday. We've got games on Monday. There is more days with football than not. Do not lose sight of the fact that it's fucking December and this is the holiday season. Do not stay home during Broncos Lions if you have not started your holiday shopping. <laughs> we have one mutual friend who I will not name on the air who is famous for running out the door at three o'clock on Christmas Eve. I once heard him say, quote, I got to go start my holiday shopping. It's Christmas Eve. <laughs> it's three in the afternoon. Start. <laughs> Make sure you spend some time with your family. Make sure you spend some time with the holiday season. The football is a bonus to that, particularly with these games this weekend. Oh, my God. Chargers, Raiders, Vikings, Bengals. Oh, my God. Like, none of these. I don't want to watch any of these. I don't even watch. I don't want to watch Chiefs Patriots. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Remember in August when we were like, yeah, the Bengals and the the, uh, Vikings are going to win their divisions. Bengals and the Vikings win their divisions. I think I called for a Chiefs. I think I called Chiefs Lions in the Super Bowl, which is still possible, still but possible. unlikely. But unlikely. That's it. The gap is. No one thought that it's Carolina growing. be one in twelve. Like, well, I we knew they'd be bad, but I didn't bad, think they'd bad. be one in twelve. I mean, we thought like two or three wins, but yeah. So, yeah. You know how you can win by leaving us a review wherever you found us. We're on all the different podcast networks and primarily on Apple. If you could just leave us a review, it'd be a big help. You can also reach out to us. We're available through snail mail. Snail mail. Is that what we call email these days? Hold on a second. No, no it's still called email. Oh, email. We're available <laughs> through email at fignutsdfs at gmail.com. And we're also still on Facebook, the Football Fignuts podcast on Facebook. We are way over time. It's a good thing we took last week off. We have extra storage. We can run those few few minutes. <laughs> but uh, Craig, we will. you and I will be back hopefully next week. I'll either be in the playoffs in our home league or not. The stake bet will be finalized. I will have the results next week. For those who don't remember, during the preseason, the five contributors to this podcast agreed to enter a stake bet. The top two get to eat for free. The bottom two pay twice the bill. And the guy in the middle just sits there and goes, I will have the cheapest stake on the menu because I'm paying for myself. <laughs> so we will have the results of that next week as well. So... Until then, enjoy the holiday. Enjoy the football. We will speak with you next week. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast and Hi Deb.